this is where I come in and say things. How about insert trendy yet friendly intro message here? And done. Welcome to Fluxibose. This is episode 154. You would think after that many episodes, that part of the show would get much, much better. Almost, you know, we actually aim for the beginning of the show to be almost as good as the ending of the show. I am Jason Lacey. That guy that just said that is Lucas Rose. Hi. And we are happy to have you here on Fluxibose. This is recording on the 13th of March 2017, episode 154, coming at you. On the docket today, we have IRL, we have What You Plan, we'll have an overclocked remix for you, a Netflixation reminder, and a little community grab bag fun, and we'll be on our way. You'll be having a lovely day, and a baby. That's... Those things rhyme. That's... That's that's what we'll do here. If you are if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, and you're hearing my voice, which you might be, I haven't had a baby yet, so I'm still here. I'm still the, here. The um the due date is Thursday. This Thursday, Correct. right? Correct. Correct. <clears throat> the estimated day of arrival is Thursday. So interesting. Jessica predicts that he's not going to come till next week. Oh, really? So. I don't have it. I don't have a horse in the game. Maybe you'll get lucky and it'll be over the weekend and you'll already be home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Having a home birth, the worst part about the hospital is when you're waiting for the the actual baby to like start to the point where they can give you the like if you're gonna have the epidural, you have the epidural, and then you know 30 minutes later two hours later whatever it was i barely remember baby's Mm -hmm. coming out but before that happens (coughs) excuse me before that happens you've got about eight hours of sitting around doing nothing and if that happens at nighttime (laughs) then you're just like i just want to sleep but i can't sleep yeah that was that was my question how long was uh was your wife in labor for oh not very long i think she got there uh because her actual labor didn't start until the next morning, September 1st, um, at like, gosh, I don't even remember. It was really early, like six or seven in the morning, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. But she was admitted into the hospital at the ne- the day before at like 4 p.m. or something like uh. that. But she was only in labor for like three hours or something like that, four hours. That's not Maybe less. I don't know. She'd probably know. I was so tired just because of the timing of everything that yeah. I felt. I feel bad for her. I can't imagine how, how she. Many, was how many? Oh, yeah, exactly. You were like, oh, I'm tired. No, no, no. You get that sweet hospital bed. I have to lay on this yeah. dumb couch. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like, yeah, like our our midwife encourage does like fully encourages like if it's at if it's at night, you just pretend to be sleeping so that Jason sleeps because you're going to want him to be alert and functioning when you need him the next day. And then mm-hmm. even if like our, our midwife will come whenever, like if the early on sets, sets, if we want her there, she'll come. So, um, wow. She so knew the risks when she took the job. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're ready. I mean, we're as ready as you're ever going to be right like now. It's like the point where it's kind of like, You've been anticipating something and preparing for something all this time, and now you're just like, let's get the show on the on the, on hurry the up, road. Hurry up and bit, wait, you know? as they say. So 
We're just, as Jess puts it, she's like, I feel like a time bomb. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, we can't, yeah. we, like, we, we go places and do stuff. It's, we can't go, we don't want to go too far. You know, it's not like we go, can't leave town or anything like that. You can't be too far away. That's and, true. No plane rides. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, I've got everything squared away at work. I'm just, you know, I'm going to take, uh, like, at least eight days off. So, I mean, depending, like, in a perfect world, if there was such a thing, um, you know, I, I would love to have, like, a middle of the week because then I could take the rest of the week off and then retire <laughs> yeah. next week. But I think what's nice is since, you know, I can work from home pretty much is that I'll probably, you know, I'll take that time off and then I'll probably work, like, maybe half days or work from home half the day and then come into the office Get back or something into like that. It. you know yeah so we're uh you know we're just we're ready it's we're excited and it's just we're just just the plane is circling we're circling <laughs> the tarmac waiting for the radio tower to signal us in so are you waiting for the okay go <laughs> <laughs> oh no why are they doing that i said that you know what it is you know what i think it is actually to completely derail this topic I think it's because it's still after I reformatted, I'm still using the old installation. So I wonder oh. if there's like a profile that keeps getting reset every time I open <laughs> it. Because I swear, I, I tell it, I never had this problem until I had to reformat. So. I love it every time too, because you're like, "Why are they all playing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh well, enough about me, because my my next topic will translate very well into what you plan. So I oh, will leave. Good. Let's let's hear. About you, sir. Well, this uh, this kind of blends into my topic as well because oh. uh, I didn't really have an IRL until uh, a little. This little happening came along. Um, I was out in the kitchen making dinner, and uh, Danette was on the couch, and Isaac was, you know, doing his usual toddler stuff. And I walked out for something, or I was I was just checking to see what was going on, and Danette goes. Well, we own this movie now, and I go what? Because we were just we were looking at things to to watch on, because uh, we were going to watch a movie that night. I think on Saturday, and I said what? And she goes, oh yeah, Isaac just pressed like, because the the OK button is the the big circle <laughs> button in the middle, so he just pressed it a bunch of times, and he ended up buying um, Don't Breathe, that horror or thriller movie. About oh. three girls who try to rob a blind guy, I guess. And yep. um, I had it on my watch list, but I it it was to um, it wasn't yet rentable. I think you could only buy it, which by the way is really annoying. I've noticed Google and Amazon both they'll have new releases, but you can only buy them for a little while, and then they'll go into the renting territory. Um, so you, okay, okay. So like Doctor Strange was like that for a while, where it would be listed. But you could only buy it, and there were no renting options. So I don't know if that's just because you can buy it before you can rent it, and they don't really have a good way of differentiating those those two categories or what. But because um, we were gonna, we were originally gonna watch something else. Uh, so I walk out there and I say, "Well, you know, is there a way we can? Ref- I think there's a way we can refund it." And Danette said, "Well, I don't think so because he he played it and everything." <laughs> So he bought it, he played it, and now I can't refund it because I own it. You bought it. You bought it. He, uh, yeah, so we bought a $20 uh, movie that I had no interest in buying ever. So can't return it. It's been streamed. 
darn kid. I'm surprised yeah. it didn't happen sooner, honestly, but because he loves playing with that remote for some reason. He likes to see what happens when he presses buttons on the TV. So well, Isaac, Isaac bought his first movie. Yeah, that can happen. You're gonna watch out. <laughs> you're gonna want to watch out for that. Oh, Isaac, Isaac. That's funny that uh, that worked out. So, uh, did you watch it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I was going to because Danette had set, thought that he rented it, and um, she was like, "Well, you better watch this soon because normally, if you watch, you start watching something, you have 48 hours to finish it or whatever." And I was. I looked at it and I said, well, not if we own it. And sure enough, we own it. So <laughs> although it hasn't, I'm checking and it hasn't come out of our, our bank account yet. So that's kind of weird. Hmm. Uh, okay. Hmm. But yeah, so, uh, that was, I was like, oh, that's a, that, that's a funny little story. So <laughs> if anybody has kids out there and has had similar situations, I can't be the only one. There's no way. This so. is how all those in, in-app purchases on mobile games happen. Yeah, no kidding. I needed to. I guess I should have put the parental locks on so that you have to put in some password. I, I would think. I hope that's what they have. Usually have there's a. App. Yeah, I mean, usually there's a, a an option for that. So. I don't know. So what, it's all uh, my fault. I, I have to ask what what do you got there? It looks uh, very very, like. Watery. What I'm drinking? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, sl- I'm slumming it, Jason. What, what is it's, that you got uh, it's there? It's PBR. <laughs> oh, my. Pap's Blue Where, Ribbon. Where'd you get your hand? Where'd you get your hand on that? Oh, uh, I bought some. I um, oh. <clears throat> my beer thought comes you, out of my. Thought you might have rated Michael's stash. Oh no no. Well, the um, first when I first saw you drinking, I was like, oh, he's got he's got water tonight. But then I was like, no, there's some carbonation there, and then well, the light really hit bad. it just right, and I was yeah. like, oh, there's like a slight amber color to it. <laughs> ah, my head is in the glass. That should be. This should be our um, art for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure you get a screen cap of that. I don't know how. It'll do. Yeah, I, uh. I was. I decided. You know, sometimes you don't want to buy a twenty dollar. You pick it six pack. Sometimes you just want to drink some beer, and that's what I'm doing. Jason. Hey, you know, what? there's nothing wrong with supporting your other. Milwaukee options. <laughs> I'm yeah, seriously. But that's it. That's all I have, really, man. That was my that, Isaac gifted me with that. He knew I wanted an IRL story, and he he doth uh, give these things. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's what that's what happens when Isaac does these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Okay. So. Um, two things now because you reminded me with oh your story, and it came into my memory banks, and now it's gone again. Because you know, I was sitting upstairs, and I was like, I have all this stuff I want to talk, and I come down here, and the stuff goes, and I forget everything that I want to talk about. Um, so I have the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. The Wii U is just sitting. The Wii U is basically our Netflix device at oh, this moment yeah, yeah, yeah and after thinking about it because i'm like this is what happened with my xbox 360 i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna play some of these games on here still i'm gonna finish the walking dead season two i'm gonna finish i'm gonna play dishonored no the xbox hasn't been touched since i don't know when 
it just it sits even, over it, it sits over in a corner of the far side of the basement it's not even hooked up right no it's not even hooked up at the moment um and it, it's not like you can get any value whatsoever out of that thing you can get like 10 bucks for it you know so yeah. it, there's no point even getting rid of it at this point <laughs> and it like finally hit me today because like you know in in april uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes to the Switch, which is basically the version of Mario Kart I already own, but nobody's going to be playing that anymore, so it's really obsolete. I'm not going to go back to the Wii U and play it. So finally, I was like, maybe I should just look at, you know, maybe I should look at trading in at like GameStop or something, and I can get like some extra credit towards some games. And then uh, in Slack chat, Kevin from PSVG mentioned he was like, yeah, I'm going to do that with Amazon. And he mentioned like the Switch right now, the version I have, I can get 170 dollars. For my Switch, no, my Switch, excuse me, my Wii U, mm. and I bought that for two hundred because I bought a refurb. A refurb. So oh snap! That's only like a thirty dollar loss in like over two years time. That's a really good return still yeah, on that old is. console. Because <clears throat> that's that's the one stinky thing about Nintendo products is like their stuff. They, their games never go on sale. So I guess it, it's nice when you're going in a trade in value. They they have a, a decent return because they they hold their value pretty well. So I went through if I traded in all my Wii U stuff. Um, my console and all my games. I'm not counting. I didn't um, figure in the pro controller yet because I think I can. I think I can get another like twenty bucks for that. So with all my games, I have like let's see here, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six games, seven games, and then I had. I, fortunately, I had like three or four digital, but that's the problem with going digital. You lose on lose out on that. So I have seven games there plus the console i would be looking at 272 dollars whoa in amazon credit so we would take that and then what what do you guys have do you have a a stick or do you guys actually have the amazon fire like their streaming device uh we have the stick and how do you how do you like that well if I had to give you just a arbitrary rating, I would rate it a three out of five. And I will, I will tell you because I've had some issues with it, but what's most annoying is it seems like anything I do on Amazon prime works fine. But, uh, when I watch Netflix, I will have random, uh, like it'll freeze for a second, but the audio will keep going. Uh, I've mm. noticed that happens every once in a while. And, uh, if I use YouTube, it generally uh, will eventually slow down more and more. I, I mean, it, it's an it's a it's a good if you have an Amazon Prime um, subscription, it is still good to get. And there is features of it that I like, like when you search for movies, it searches through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um, so it has a really good presentation, uh, especially over something like Chromecast, where. I, I feel like I have to apologize whenever people come over because they're like, how do I watch your TV? <laughs> and, and I'm like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's a little dif- difficult, but so I would say, you know, I, I, I have a feeling if I went back, I would probably save up and buy the, the set top, the set top device thing. Well, they've got a new version, a new stick that comes out in April. Oh, okay. So Maybe there's that. Be. And then Donnie recommended like Roku, because I've, I have like the version one Chromecast, and you've you've learned I've you know expressed my problems with that. Yeah. Like it, it seemed to work awesome at my apartment, and then once we got the house, I just had a lot of issues. And then um, it basically I think it was signal strength was the issue. So then I've I've I connect it to the power line, my Ethernet power line adapter, get a stronger signal, but still able to randomly like not see the network, and I have to unplug the the the, the 
the adapter from the outlet, plug it back in, and then it, it reconnects and it's fine. Now, here's the weird thing. Last night, or the other night, I did that because we were going to watch Netflix on my phone. And my phone, Netflix, the Netflix app would not see the Chromecast. I would load up YouTube, it would see the Chromecast. I would load up HBO, see the Chromecast. You, Netflix would not see the Chromecast. Whoa. Doesn't make any sense. And it's just always been wonky like that. Um, and I don't know if I just have a problem because I've got one of the older versions and it's just, you know, just a little problematic. So I think anything would probably be an improvement at this point. Um, <laughs> so that would be the thing. That, like, with that Amazon credit, $40 of that, I'd go to get a new streaming stick, whether that be a Roku or I don't know if I'd get another Chromecast because, well, I wouldn't get another Chromecast because we watch um, Amazon Instant Video content mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. not supported on Chromecast. So um, yeah. I'd have to get I'd have to get a Roku or a, or a a fire at this point so possibly looking at picking up that $40 one down the road but I mean $270 I mean that's that's a lot of money so yeah yeah I mean that pretty much takes care of every switch purchase I'd want to get for the next year well there's only like get, three good games coming out. <laughs> yeah well actually yeah that's because <laughs> I'd get Mario Kart I would get Splatoon 2 and then um the new Mario Odyssey oh yeah three out. Yeah. But then I and I but then I'd probably splurge on I am Setsuna, that uh, that RPG by Tokyo RPG Factory, the mm-hmm. s- spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger or whatever they say, um, and a co- and I would get an SD card, and I'd probably get a um, Pro controller, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Not all at once, but those those are things I I would like to use it on. So. Um, I think we're going to do it. I think we're just going to pull the trigger on the stuff rather than wait until the, like the price change. So, I mean, I got the stack well, of games down here and yeah, I've never traded in on Amazon before, but I think they, I'm pretty sure they send you a prepaid um, shipping. I don't know if they send you boxes for everything or not, but I think they send you a, they print. I think they probably don't send you a box, but they probably send you like, let you print out a UPS prepaid shipping label, just like they yeah. do for returns. And then you just packages up and go. I would think so. Well, what else are you going to do? Like, let it sit around and then wait to have to use it, do it, and then sell it in a yard yeah, sale or same, It'd be the same thing like the 360. It would just sit there, and it's not a very good device for just to keep it. It's not no point in keeping it around. It, it makes no sense to keep it. Some, if I can get $170 for it, it makes no sense to keep it around just for the set to watch Netflix when I can get a $40 device that will do the same thing. That just that doesn't make sense. You know, that doesn't make sense. So. No. I think we're going to do it. I am sad. I, well, I think it disappoints me is I'm going to lose Super Mario 3D World because I had that digitally and, like, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical, Tropical Freeze, but whatever. I can, you know, if those are tied to my Nintendo account, but Nintendo's account system doesn't really work like any other account system. So who knows if there will be an opportunity to get those back. I am a little disappointed <laughs> I'll lose uh, Wind Waker HD as well. But, I mean, I got that game for free. So That's weird. Those purchases whatever. aren't tied to your account well the problem was um early on that the purchases were tied to your console oh. and not your account so i'm gonna have to do a factory reset on it i never finished wonderful one on wonderful 101 so i'll be kind of disappointed i never fin- finished that but i mean like Star Fox guard i never took the plastic off of <laughs> um, oh boy so I, I, you know, I'm disappointed. I don't have Twilight Princess or some of the other Zelda games. But I mean, after Breath of the Wild, can you go back to those old Zelda games? They're not quite, you know, it's a little. It changes your perspective a little bit. So, I think it's just the right decision. I mean, it's, 
it's a lot of money. I'm just leaving money on the table by not doing it. So I did remember, though, the last thing before we moved to What You Plan, we went to a diner Whoa. this past week. And um, let me text you this picture. Okay. I meant to have it uploaded because you need to see the, the way this place looks. Okay. Because um, we've always, Jess and I always have been, we've liked, you know, diners are like, we love that 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 uh, old-timey aesthetic they have and um this place is called pals it's on 28th street and there it is whoa there it, is. it reminds went. me of rosie's diner exactly there's a there's a rosie's diner that sets that's decrepit and falling apart but so this is over on 28th street it was actually right by the vet we've been gone to for the past two years until we switched and um yeah i mean went there awesome it's all like you know total 50s aesthetic inside um Good food. It was definitely if you like fried food. <laughs> yeah, nothing hel- nothing healthy there. I, I got a crispy chicken sandwich, onion rings. We shared a root beer float. It was awesome. I was going to ask you if you got a milkshake. I, I wanted to, but we got a root beer float instead, and it was it's just cool. It wasn't you know it wasn't expensive. It was cool to do. Um, had a lot of fun. So cool. I want to go. We want to go at night though because it, it's all lit up. But the oh, yeah. reason we stumbled across it is M Live had an article that was like the best diners in each county. Mm. And that was that was the one for um, Kent, and we never heard of it. We're like, wow, okay, so we had to go. I feel like you don't see many diners around anymore, at least not mm-hmm. around here. Not around this area, at least. And that diner was originally from New Jersey, so the owners bought it and they relocated it all the way here. Wow, wow. So there you have it. Take your 1955 uh, Cadillac out there, and <laughs> you know, scope out for chicks. Yep, T-bird, T-bird it up, you know. There you go. So maybe uh, yeah, next week I'll tell you about all this Amazon money I have now. I'm the Scrooge, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck of Amazon. Donnie's nice. been rubbing off on me. For those who don't know, Donnie over at PSVG is notorious for um, buying consoles, trading them in, upgrading, hoarding all this GameStop credit, flipping it on something else, then buying a system for like $10 used, then flipping that and... Yeah. He's like the Wall Street of he's, I think he's had three. I think he's had at least two, he's had at least two Xbox Ones, and he sold his Wii, traded his Wii U and everything in when he got the Switch, and then he just got another Wii U again, <laughs> bought it off somebody for super what? cheap. Jeez. So that's what he does. He's like expert eBay or something. Yeah, yeah basically. But hey, buy sell, that, buy sell. Yeah, if that's if you can flip flip your purchases and make money off it and get the things you want. I'm all about it. So that's going to do it for IRL. Let's get into some what you playing. That's the sound of Isaac spending my money and Donnie <laughs> getting money and you getting money yeah. and everybody's getting money. That's all the money. All the money. Oh, but we're sad. We got all the money. That's that's me. No, I'm not huh. getting money. I'm spending money. Oh, you're sad. Okay. Well, Lucas, tell me, what, what have you been consuming? Sure. I've got a hefty, hefty, hefty list here. So I'm going to try to just focus on, uh, well, you see the two I've listed here or uh, highlighted. But I, I watched a lot of stuff. I was just in a, a watching stuff mood. And I even have watched or got into a few other things that I'll probably talk about next week. Uh, I'll give you a little teaser for those. I got back into Luke Cage. Finally oh. got to finish that out. Um, and I also tried, because one of these things I, I'm going to talk about, I tried something after I completed that, which was Seven Deadly Sins, which is a Netflix original anime. And I hate anime, but I thought maybe because Netflix 
it was a Netflix original, it might change my mind or be good. But I'll leave that discussion for next week. So the the show I completed was Voltron Legendary Defender yes! Season 2. I think I, I'm only on Episode 3 or something like that. I went nuts on it. It gets good. It gets better. Uh, it has a kind of a slow start, I feel like. But as you um, go down uh, the, the episodes, there's some... I feel like there's more character development towards the last half of the, the season. And... Um, uh, no spoilers or anything, but they they start to devise a plan and get their shit together. So okay, um, so it, it leads to something. And uh, I watched the last episode, and I, I didn't even realize it was the last one. I thought I had one more left after that. So I uh, I completed the series and or the season, and uh, I enjoyed it. How did you like it compared to season one? Um, I I enjoyed it, but for different reasons. Um. One of the things I liked about this season is I think they've done a better job of like showing that they're not always going to form Voltron to solve every problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they even there's even a part of the dialogue when they're in the middle of a fight where somebody says, basically, we can't form Voltron. He's not just going to sit there and let us, you know, do that for a minute. Uh, so I, I appreciated the uh, the kind of nod to the ridiculousness of the the idea that you know what's going on while they're playing this one or 30 second transition of them transforming. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You get to see more of the, a little bit more of the world, which I enjoyed at least in one episode. Um, there wasn't as much character development as the first season. So I guess that's kind of the trade off or at least I, anyway, I mean, you'll have that too, since they've already kind of, We've introduced, you know, all these characters and stuff, so... Yeah, they it's almost like they each had their episode, kind of, um, if I remember, for the most part, so... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they have more of a purpose, I feel like, in this now. It's not so much just like, oh, there's a bad guy um, in the in the Gulra. There's the a... Gulra. <laughs> there's I a, always kind of wonder if, like, Pidge will ever, like, go back to embracing that... Well, I don't want to... I'm not going to reveal it to... People haven't seen it because it is a little bit twisted, but his true personality to to be kind of vague, right, right, you right. Know, yeah, instead of instead of the, the person he is, but um, we'll see. Um, I still Karan's still my favorite character in the show. He has more of a role this season, I feel like, as far as joining the team on doing things and. Uh, Baby Karan is still the best thing ever. Baby Karan is great. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't want to ruin this for you. It's not a huge plot point or anything, but he does make the equivalent or he sends, uh, they pair off basically. And they, uh, one of the pairs has to go do something. And he apparently made a, ed, an educational equivalent of a VHS tape for them. It'd be like watching one now. So he's younger and he's like trying to explain what, what to do. And it's, it's basically, going off track as they do in the uh in the vhs days so it's pretty funny but yeah i mean i enjoyed it once i got past those first couple of episodes i don't know what it was about those first few episodes i think it's just because they were wrapping up the the kind of out uh the um the stuff that happened at the end of the first season so it just kind of seemed like all right let's pick things like they had to shift almost finish the first season story then kind of shift into the second season and get things picked up there. So yeah, all in all glad I watched it. I didn't feel like I was being like, I was just doing it to get it over with or anything. So, um, 
And then, uh, here, let me go through the other things that I don't want to talk too long about. Captain Fantastic. I watched it because I saw it on someone's Netflix uh, or uh, Facebook list about movies they'd seen that that they really enjoyed of last year or whatever. Captain Fantastic has Viggo Mortensen in it. Yes. And um, he plays a father who's – he has five kids, I think, and they live out in that's right. the wilderness. Have you – you've watched this? I have not watched it, but I'm just familiar with it because it was okay. nominated for uh, a right, couple right, Academy right. Awards and stuff. Of course. So. Uh, yeah, so he has like five kids or six kids or something, and they live out in the wilderness, and their mom is uh, – she has some mental health issues. And I, I'll try to give the spoiler-free uh, version of this, but basically they um, have to go on an adventure into civilization – basically and uh the kids don't really know any different than living out in the wild and they have been they've been schooled they've been taught like survival skills and and stuff like that but they have a very practical way of looking at life so when they re when they go back into kind of what i would say would be your typical everyday lifestyle they um kind of scoff at it a little bit like oh why you call this food will we you know kill deer and eat them that's real food not this mm. poison water soda pop or whatever um but this has some drastic effects on his kids that he learns uh that they're gonna have to they might have to make some changes jason can't you can't uh you can't live out in the wilderness and not have it be a danger to five <sighs> or six kids ranging from like three to <laughs> you know uh, 18 so yeah uh it was good i really enjoyed it actually uh it um i i think it was nice to see kind of like the opposite side where you know they were very cynical about uh normal lifestyle normal people's lifestyle but then kind of realized maybe they went a little too far in the other direction and mm-hmm. i think that that idea is is kind of lost nowadays uh sometimes that we're you know we more romanticize the idea of living off the grid and all that now. And uh, did you say the grid? grid. The grid. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think people know how horrible that would be to a certain extent. Um, next one, I know you've talked about, so I don't have to say much about it. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, I forgot when I first started watching it. I was like, okay, is is this in the Cloverfield? Uh, universe because i thought maybe it was just happened to be a similar naming convention but had nothing to do with each other but then you know by the time you continue well i i guess that is kind of a spoiler in and of itself but uh you you watch it and you realize that there are things going on that are similar to the the uh, cloverfield universe but even so it seems like a really weird movie to write about given what the first Cloverfield was. It's like yeah. it's almost like a spin-off in a weird way. Yeah, it really is. But I like cuz they don't they don't really reference really anything of what the first like the the event from the first movie. Right. So much. And it's it, it I guess it would be kind of from a survivor's standpoint like you, you they don't really know what's going on necessarily. They just know there's some sort of attack and they have to stay in this bunker. But there's other things that are going on that kind of make you question whether or not it's real, 
you know, has the attack been made up? What's going on with these people who live in here? So I thought it was done really well. Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. It's got John Goodman. What's not to like? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like, man, talk about somebody who's lost and gained weight, like, repeatedly in a cycle forever. I remember he played an FBI agent in some in a movie. I don't remember what what it's called. Was it maybe Red State, I think? And uh, uh, I can't comment. I think he would. I think oh, I've he, watched. I have watched Red State. Never mind. Yeah, well, I thought you had. I'm yeah, not, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Um, Did you ever see um, Flight with Denzel Washington? No. <laughs> he's he's had a very small role in that, but it's hilarious. Oh, really? He? I wouldn't think he would take a small role. Interesting. Well, he does. He does <laughs> the smallest of roles. Uh, I mean, he's no Walter, but. Market zero, Donnie. Over the line. <laughs> Sorry, I was um, I'm trying to I was trying to see if he was in Red State, but I don't see his name. I don't know. He played an FBI agent in something. And I have he was the DVD box skinnier. somewhere. Um, he's looking. He's looking, folks. Oh yeah, look it. There he is. He is. He's right there That's on weird. The when, I, when I looked at the cast, it must have been alphabetical or something because I couldn't find him in, on yep, there. Yeah, he's, he's definitely in it. So, yeah, he's probably as thinnest I've ever seen him in that movie. Yeah, um, he lost a lot of weight. Uh, so, yeah, Cloverfield Lane. Uh, good movie. Uh, next thing, what we ended up watching on Saturday night was Arrival. I've been meaning to watch oh, I want to see movie. that, too. I will not give you I will not spoil it. All I will say is if you're not familiar with it, it's about a in a linguistics um expert who is basically hired by the uh by the government to try and speak with aliens who have arrived on Earth inexplicably. I think there's 12 ships that have just random seemingly randomly uh placed their uh ships in, on different continents and countries and and uh, nobody knows what the hell's going on because we can't communicate with them jason mm. you know so communication is a really big uh really big thing when you're talking with strangers so um yeah i i enjoyed it i will say it raises a few questions i, I didn't think it was perfect but i did appreciate the um just the way that it was the story was uh, approached I was kind of waiting for a weird, like, dark twist where things get into, like, kind of a horror thriller aspect or something because I, I wasn't too familiar with it other than watching one trailer. But uh, never re- that never really comes to pass. It's just it's just an interesting story, I guess. It is sad. There's parts that are sad, so be prepared to be sad. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was a, uh, a thing that happened. Uh, last movie I watched... Is ne- is called Neon Demon, and that's a uh, Nicholas mm. Winding Refn uh, film. Who he also did Only God Forgives, and probably more nor- more notably Drive, with Ooh, Ryan that, Gosling. Man, that movie threw me for a loop. I always wanted to see it, and then I watched it. And I was like, "Dang!" I need to rewatch it because I've kind of forgotten everything. That sweet that, jacket, yo. That's that jacket is pretty sweet. Um. Sorry. <laughs> now I got y'all distracted. I gotta talk. Well, I had to say good night to my wife. Um, good night, Moon. 
<laughs> we have that book. Um, so Neon Demon. Now, I was kind of prefaced uh, to this movie by Michael, who had watched it at uh, um, the theater. And Michael. He had, he had warned me. He said, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a little on the nose. Uh, a mm-hmm. little obvious, a little bit, you know, this and that. And so I had, you know, I heard him talk about it when it like first came out. Uh, that was probably three months ago, four months ago. Now I, I was like, oh, it's it's uh, on Amazon Prime streaming. So I watch it. I I freaking hate this movie. This is probably <laughs> one of the worst movies I've, I've seen in a long time. I watched all of it. And I, I won't say it's because from a from a visual standpoint it's fine there is a little bit of um kind of it's it's an art it's an art film for sure um there's some visual artistry there which will catch your eye if you're into that type of thing and of course the music uh, is is the synth filled 80s yes movie or type music so i you're telling me i would like the soundtrack more than the movie um they're they're more downplayed though they're not quite um they're not like pop songs they're more like atmospheric so you probably still like it but it's not something it's not like turbo kid where you're like yeah well i wouldn't uh, say those are pop though a lot well, of not atmospheric pop. too well, yeah not pop i guess i just mean like they don't have a uh dancing rhythm feel to i don't need not. to dance lucas okay well i'm just warning you geez I'll, i don't nice. i'll dance if i want to and i can leave my friends behind my biggest fear is that my words get misinterpreted so i'm always con <laughs> constantly trying to over explain so right 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 anyway the music is okay uh the story and the acting is just awful so i will talk about this a little bit so it because i want to save you from having to watch it if you're if you're morbidly curious uh then yes go and watch it but uh and see for yourself but me so it's about this girl who is is like I think she's 16. She wants to be, uh, she wants to have a modeling career. So she moves to California. She gets some cheap, uh, photographs, uh, made. And then she goes and tries to get a job with a modeling company or agency. Um, of course, you know, everybody who works in the modeling industry is a complete asshole and it's a dog eat dog world and nobody's nice and everybody hates each other. Um, so she goes to this modeling agency and she has that thing, Jason, it's the natural thing, uh, natural look. She's not trying too hard. She didn't have surgery to look the way she looks. She's perfect. Um, the perfect specimen. Um, so she, she's of course riding on her high horse because of, because of this, she starts to get, uh, photograph opportunities, uh, photography opportunities with uh, a higher up photographer who doesn't shoot rookies, but in this case he made an exception. Um, and it all kind of gets to her head. Well, this makeup artist who she's met on set is kind of her only friend, if you want to call her that. Uh, she's the only person who's kind of realized that she's doesn't have anybody because she just moved to California um, and she's kind of alone. So she befriends her a little bit and over the course of the movie she becomes attracted to our main character Mm. and uh when our main character who's living in a crappy hotel that keanu reeves 
um, is the the boss of for some reason. Uh, he got Reeves. She has this dream that he uh, sexually assaults her, and decides that she's in danger and and leaves, uh, and calls this friend and she says, "Yeah, I'm house sitting. Come on over and and um, you can stay with me." While well, she decides to, uh, the makeup artist decides that she's going to use this time to tell her well not tell her how she feels so much as uh force herself on her (laughs) on our main character and uh try and uh bump uglies with her and uh our main character is having none of this jason because she doesn't like her that way and that's okay Ah, she just wants to be friends exactly well the makeup artist she is she's feeling um quite down and as any normal person would decides that she's going to get her other two friends from earlier in the movie kill the perfect specimen and what else but obviously you would eat her flesh to gain her power right duh mm. um why not take it one step further and i don't know this for sure but i am pretty i'm pretty sure that the makeup artist used her blood to douche with because she lies she goes to this big window at midnight or whatever and she lays down on her back <laughs> And all of a sudden you see this blood just coming out of her. Well, you don't see it's all dark, you know, artistically dark. And um, you just see liquid coming out of what you would assume is her crotchal region. Um, so right then and there, I'm like, OK, uh. OK, I see. I see what I mean. This is way towards the end of the movie. So I was already just not having any of it anyway. But then that was kind of like now you're just now you're just insulting my intelligence here. Um and then, so they eat her, her, her and her two friends, because I can think of at least three cannibals I know. I don't know about you, Jason, but I know I would, I would guess I know at least three, if not five. Russ, Michael, yep, um, Isaac, <laughs> Isaac. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I, I never really trusted Dan, so I think, I think Dan. I mean, he does. Li- he does live in California, so California, California love. Um, oh God, did you just do the wizard? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, and then I got to get to the best part, Jason, because the best part was the last part, not not the ending. That was the true best part. This part was when the two girls, uh, one of one uh, one of the two girls who ate the the body, was on a photo shoot. And uh, another girl was with her who they didn't know. And her friend was with her, the other girl who ate the, the, the cadaver. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, she's not feeling well. And it's this photographer from before who shot the perfect girl, um, our main character. And she said, or he comes back in and he says, uh, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm just waiting for my friend. Do you want to be in this shoot? Yeah, sure. So and so, you're fired, <laughs> you know, because it's dog eat dog world, and everyone cheats everyone <laughs> like shit. Um, so she decides. So she comes in, and the two friends are going to do this this photo shoot. Well, the other friend who was already out there starts getting sick to her stomach. She goes inside, and she says, and because uh, she's like going to puke, she's she goes inside, and the friend comes in to check, and she's all, I need to get her out of me. I can. She's 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 tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, and so 
she takes some scissor. Well, no, she threw up. She threw up some blood in an eyeball, Jason. A fully, a fully round eyeball. It was not crushed like a grape. It was a, a perfect orb, on the carpet there. Then she takes some scissors and she stabs her abdomen. And I gotta oh. get her out of me. Um, you know, because any normal person would think that that would work. Uh, so she dies, and. This is where I lost it, Jason. This is where I just burst out laughing because of how bad this and on the nose this awful movie is. Her friend, instead of helping because she's been watching this whole time, she kneels down and ever so gingerly picks up the eyeball and pops it in her mouth and swallows it. Because if you're not going to have that power of, of whatever makes her beautiful, then I will eat your the leftovers. Oh, such an awful movie. So on the nose. And the worst part is, is that all of these people who, well, one of the worst parts is that all of the people who are in this movie and have some semblance of, of like power as in like uh, one of the agency people who's the boss or one of these uh, directors or whatever, they all act really posh. They all talk like they know um, what the greatest art in the world is and everything. But I can't help but feel like that's how they felt when they were making this movie. Like, they think they're making this great statement about the modeling industry when everybody knows it's it's a very competitive thing. I really yeah. doubt that everybody treats each other like shit, but, you know, wh- whatever the case, there are issues in that, uh, that, that art form because yeah, totally. it's literally based on someone's beauty, and that's, that's kind of a problem in and of itself. Um, and that, of course, that goes into the question of what is beauty and all that other crap. Instead of exploring that stuff, they decide to make the most generic story about a girl who's perfect and uh, three women who decide to kill her and eat her. And yeah. I'm just like, I thought this was going to be a smart film. It was nope. the most obvious thing ever. All right. So I hate that movie. It, it's, it's a complete insult to everyone's intelligence. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. I completed it. I will say no more about that. Move on. Uh, it's a good game. I liked it. I enjoyed the story. Story picked up. Um, I have a few other things to do. Oh, that's the only other thing I want to say. Nightfall. There's there's a there's a protocol that needs to be unlocked. I will not ruin the story, but there is a true ending after you beat uh, all everything in the game. And I have done everything except for you do have to collect the Riddler trophies and do the the Riddler. Um, uh, puzzles and all that stuff. So I will do those uh, eventually and get the uh, true final ending. Now, I talked about the Oculus Touch. I talked about uh, getting it yet uh, last episode. Well, I've had a chance to play around with it, Ooh, Jason. that's right. That's right. Um, you, you did watch me do the setup, and uh, <laughs> you, you watched my torso stand there and my arms well, wave to around. Well, like to be fair, I was, I was deep in Hyrule that, at the time, that's true. so oh, I, 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 brief, I briefly glanced... Yes, and I don't blame you because it would have been boring to watch, I'm sure. Um, so I played some Oculus Touch games, and I was curious to see just how much of of um, added experience I would get out of having the Oculus Touch. I will say it adds – it's probably about at least 50% of the experience after oh, having wow. played games. Once you get your hands in there and just the way that it's been implemented because you have triggers – uh, for your fingers, much like you would any controller, but also imagine if you had like an Xbox controller or a PlayStation c- controller and you had buttons on the handles where you hold it. 
Uh-huh. These these are grip buttons, and that's what kind of allows you to feel like you're intuitively picking up a bow and arrow, for instance. So when you p- go to pick up a bow and arrow, you'll see in virtual reality that object lights up, which lets you know you can pick it up. So you just close your hand, and you've got the bow. It's just that simple. There's no wow. There's, I wouldn't tell you press A to pick up a bow. You just right. do what you would normally do. Uh, right, you right. get a you get an arrow in the other hand, and to shoot it, you actually have to knock the arrow in the area that it shows you, and uh, you can actually there's vibration, and when you pull back the string, not only do you hear the string being pulled back, but you feel it in the vibration, and it's not just like a typical. I can't really describe it, but it does feel like you're pulling something that has a lot of tension um, back, uh, the way you would in when you're shooting a bow and arrow. So. I played a lot of games that I would call standing and shooting, <laughs> as it were. I haven't played too many um, adventurous, like, roam around games. Um, the two I want to talk about are Robo Recall and Dead and Berry. These are both I played on Oculus. Robo Recall is free, and okay. uh, it is a great experience. It is what I would show you, Jason, for sure. It's okay. got a very good presentation for being free. Uh, it is the music and everything is great. The environment, basically, think of uh, think of if they took Blade Runner and made it an action movie. <laughs> That's basically what you're looking at. It's uh, iRobot for the most part. You are okay, okay. tasked. You are tasked with recalling robots that have started to uh, attack humans in the field, and you do so by teleporting around and shooting guns, and you can grab them and punch them uh, in the face. All sorts of things, and uh, like it, it just feels great, dude. You can <laughs> you can actually implement gun gun fu while you're playing because there are times when uh, most games you get double weapons. So there's times when you're just like shooting all around you, and um, I don't know. It's really fun. It's one of those games. I actually ended up punching the ceiling because I only have a I oh no about a seven foot ceiling. You down should here. get that. Um what was that? What was that game that people were breaking their hands on? It was like this. This I don't know if it was on Oculus or if it was only on HC the Vive, but it was like the tennis game. Oh so yeah, hit, yeah, when yeah. you tennis hit the ball, like yeah, when you hit the ball, then you switch to the other. You swap to the other side of the. So you're playing tennis against yourself. Oh but people God. were like putting holes in their ceilings and smashing oh. up their knuckles because <laughs> they would you know lose yeah. focus of where they're at and just start swinging their hands and. Well, and with tennis especially, and... you're you're focused on hitting a ball as opposed to shooting something. So I could mm-hmm. see just completely forgetting. Whereas here, uh, there was a drone, a flying drone. It was one of the first ones I had uh, encountered. And, uh, or no, it was either a flying drone or one of these spider robots that jump at you. But I, it was so close to me that I had to, like, almost point straight up. And that's when I smashed my hand into the, to the um, ceiling. Uh, great game, really fun. Definitely something I would show everybody uh, if as one of their first games uh, to play. The other one is something a little bit more special. Uh, same idea that you you're standing and shooting a gun. It's called Dead and Buried, but you play as a ghost and you are reanimated into the body of a cowboy. And I thought, okay, this is just going to be me shooting. I did a little target practice. This is just going to be me shooting things, uh, shooting gallery style game. Uh, I was wrong, though, because once I was done with kind of the tutorial and everything, I played a game mode called Duel, and it said two to four players on it. 
Oh, and I okay. thought, oh, that's weird. It must be multiplayer or something. So I, I, I open it, and sure enough, it is multiplayer. Okay. Uh, so what you do is you join the game. You get put into, like, the dueling area. So it's basically Wild West, uh, but you're... As your your lobby is still the dueling area, but they've chosen areas like let's say the saloon on the um, on the uh, uh, the top of not the top of the building like uh, where you would stand outside mm. on second floor. What am I trying to say here? Balcony. God, why was that oh. so hard? Uh, out on the balcony, uh, you could stand up there. Uh, another player might be over on the the hangs, hangman's noose. Uh, gallows area so you you kind of get a you kind of get a sense of where you are right away and you can see everybody and i thought huh that's weird now when you start it is what it is you you duel once you hear the clock strike noon you grab your gun and you shoot the other player now i didn't realize this when i first started but the microphone is enabled by default Oh. And when I heard when I heard people talking, because there's a, mi- a microphone in the Oculus Rift, and it's not that bad either. When I heard people talking, I thought that it was canned voiceovers because the person who was talking just sounded like a canned voiceover person uh, that would be in this game. And it turns out like more people joined, and eventually we had four people all together, and we were you know you play kind of tournament style. Um. They would talk, and because the audio is positional, but they also added a layer of echo to make you feel like you're standing in the middle of a town, uh, you know, 15 feet away from each other or whatever. It sounds incredibly realistic for the area. So, uh, yeah, you you uh, grab your gun. You only get one in this case, and you're, you're supposed to duel the other person. But what's really amazing in all of this is the amount of tracking that happens just by moving your head and hands. It was so obvious that they, I asked them one time, I said, I, because this was after we had played a little bit and I thought to myself, all right, this is going to be the one test to see how good this is. I crossed my arms with the Oculus touch controllers in my hands. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, my, my arms are going to spaz out and go through my body and look all stupid. So I, I asked, Hey, uh, does it look like I'm crossing my arms? Sure enough. It looked like I was crossing my arms. Oh, I wow. guess. It, it wasn't, it didn't freak out or anything. So you can dance, you can do hand gestures because of the way the, the touch controllers, um, know what fingers you've got, um, up and out or, you know, pressed onto the controller. So the amount of communication you can do just without talking is amazing. Um, so was it just like uh, high noon standoff, quick draw? Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, and for, when you're when you're move when you're doing it, you can move a little bit. You can crouch. That was down, my question: you can, is you can kind of try to dodge or something? Or is that yeah? I, I'm not good at it. I mean, I'm I'm an okay <laughs> shot. I found what what really sucks is when you feel like you have the gun level, like like where you're shooting, you would shoot right in front of you. I find that it's a little bit higher than that. I, a lot of the time I'd shoot right over people's heads. Uh, so I had to get used Typical to it. Typical Lucas going for the headshot. Uh, yeah, I did too. There was one character I found I could headshot quite often, but I, it almost felt like I was shooting more downward, which was kind of unnatural mm. at first. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you, you what, if I, why don't, if I get one, two switch, you can play that mini game and get practice up <laughs> at your, your dueling skills. Cool. I, I need it. Um, because well, actually, the people on there were quite nice. Anybody who actually talked 
Uh, wait, wait, wait. An online PC community and they weren't total a-holes? I know. Time. I know, right? That's wow. what was weird. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I only played a couple. I mean, I played as many rounds. I think it was probably like eight or ten rounds with the same people. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's more of a game than most. Of the, those two are more of a game than most anything else I've played so far. So, um, okay. I've got some other things on deck. I've got I've I've had a really tough experience with Steam VR. It, it seems to want to like the lab works really well, which is kind of like an Oculus or like the uh, HTC Vive controllers. What you can do with those that's their equivalent. But a lot of other stuff seems to put me in the ground uh, a lot of the time. Like it doesn't know where I'm standing in relation to everything else. And uh, it makes it very disorienting when you load up a game and your your head is at the zero point of the ground. So you look down and all you see is like a mirrored image and you look up <laughs> and it's like the sky, like it just, everything looks crazy and it makes you feel nauseous immediately. So mm. if anything like that ever happens and you know me, I don't get a lot of motion sickness, but that happened and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I got to turn this off. So steam, his steam has been kind of hit or miss, but there are more experiences out there. I'd like to do not just the standing and shooting stuff. There's some Mm -hmm. um, room escape type things, uh, where you're trying to escape uh, out of a room. I mean, it's pretty much self-explanatory and you know, some other stuff, but a long story short, I am glad that I did buy them. The price point was right for me, even if that is the the new price point forever and ever now. Um, I still I still think it was worth it, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, and great. It's, That's what it's matters. Also, so. It's also showing me how not fit I am whatsoever, because <laughs> I was playing that bone arrow game, and my shoulder was just killing me after I played maybe 15 minutes of it. It was, it was not great. <laughs> it's <Ugh>. very obvious. <laughs> Oh, my rotator cuff. Uh, all right. Well, I tried to get through all of that as fast as I can. I'll promise I'll be lazier next week and not have as much. Uh, but I just, I got the We'll just edit all that. that out for, uh, for audience I'll, I'll speed it up by three three times and I'll sound like a chipmunk, chipmunk the whole time. Chipmunk, yep. please. So please, please continue. Or you go, continue what you're playing and I'll shut up now. <laughs> uh Gosh, okay, I can do that. Um, so for me, I um, well, clearly, Breath of the Wild has dominated my my what you plan, simply because as of the portability as it should, but simply because of the portability factor. Um, you know, I take it with me to work, and I play on my lunch break, um, if I have some downtime when I'm waiting for some work to come in, because you know we we encourage at the office we have you know mini basketball, the guys are watching March Madness, so I don't feel bad about you know throwing up playing tabletop mode for 20 30 minutes at a time when i'm sure waiting for emails so i've gotten a lot in just that way and and plus now it's like oh you know if i want to go jess is going to bed and i feel like hanging out with her i just bring it in there and i can play a little bit before i get too sleepy um because <laughs> oddly enough i i've only played it on i haven't played it on a tv yet still i've only played on this monitor here only a couple times like the majority of i'm, I'm probably pushing 40 hours i think wow with this, <laughs> this game that's impressive it's, it's the bulk of it's been in a handheld and tabletop i've barely played any other modes so um i've had i have encountered the performance issues that people have talked about there's been some frame some frame drops i had a couple times where i've had actual um the game froze like for a split second um there's a report i saw online today that some people now are attributing some of the issues to the wi-fi antenna 
on the on the switch itself because it, it like loses connection so when it when it's it's consuming extra cpu resources when it's attempting to relocate the wi-fi oh, so okay. some there should be like a soft fix you know a patch that can help update that um but i've never had any i have not had any of the 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 joy con disconnecting issues that people reported at i mean there's reports of dead pixels. I haven't had any of that problem. My dock has not scratched my screen. Yeah, I um, heard that one. I did put. A, I did buy a screen protector anyway because I'm like, I I paid three hundred dollars for this. I don't want the screen to get effed up. You know, right. I'm not gonna not gonna risk that. So I do have a screen protector on it. Um, if I had to, you know, I Zelda's a fantastic game. If I had to score it, I think it definitely desor- deserves the nine and tens that it's getting. Um, I kind of I do miss the old the classic Zelda formula a little bit. I miss I miss the 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 dungeons not so much themed around a certain item, but I miss the big like the specific dungeons with puzzles. Now you do get that in t- in bite sized bits with the shrines, and I have done I have done three of the dungeon like the larger dungeons since we last talked. Okay, and um, those are 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 a challenge, but they're not nearly as in. It can be a length, depending on how long it takes you to kind of figure out the puzzles, because you're like inside these beasts, and it involves manipulating each beast. Once you gain control, you can kind of manipulate them a certain way to gain access to certain rooms. So there's that little puzzle mechanic. So depending on how long it takes you to figure that out, it'll it'll be some length to it, but not nearly as long as like a a typical dungeon, I would say. But I Mm -hmm. do have to say, the whole experience about like to to get the master sword was awesome. Like that whole step the process to do it and then that when you actually obtain it you do feel like epic to pull it out because it i don't want to i'm not gonna go and do it because I, again i don't want to spoil people but it's just it when you do obtain it you do feel like yes i am a badass you know and <laughs> um uh, it, it's i don't know it's it's i just like i've done quite a bit so now i'm kind of focused on going around and doing a lot of the side quests and i have a bunch of these they're like stone golem bosses are called talus in the game and i have a bunch of those marked on my mini map so i i, I go around and i grind those because they drop um gemstones that i sell for money because I'm, I'm farming them for resources so i i boot it up and i have a, a plot i have a mental uh path. path that i take and i farm them all on the map and then i wait till midnight because they respawn and i just repeat the process and i make like three <laughs> four thousand rupees because i'm trying i'm farming i'm farming resources to make this this specific type of armor which costs like two thousand rupees and then i need a bunch of uh pieces that the the guardians which are those mechanical spider like things that you might have seen in the demos yeah i have to farm those for for pieces too but um, I have I have the chest piece, but I still need the leggings and the helmet. So I want to get because I'm like I'm trying to collect all the armor sets. And I have almost all of them. So wow. um, I feel like I made a lot of progress in the game. And I'm I'm kind of I'm a little fearful that I'm I've done most of the story content already because I just don't know. I haven't. I, there's like two main quests I've been chipping away at, and I haven't I haven't cleared those off because I'm afraid of what what's coming. Because I was like, well, okay, after this, do I just go right for Ganon after that? Because, but I know there's a lot here. I mean, I can still, I can just wander around and explore and try to find a lot of stuff. And it's cool just to see the scenery. And like a lot of the challenge that I, I love with this game is, is like, I see a mountain. I'm like, let's see if I can make it up there. And I have a <laughs> ton of stamina now. So I always, I, I almost always do. I never had to buy, make a potion or anything like that. Um, so that's part of the fun challenge is trying to climb things and scale 
see what's on top of a mountain, see what's over this past one. I've seen some really cool things by doing that. Um, so it's definitely been worth the exploration, you know. Hmm. Um, with that said, I think um, I definitely will probably look at spending the $20 for the, the DLC pack packs that come with this. So, like The first one doesn't add a whole lot, but the second DLC pack adds enough, some more story content. So I'm definitely like, oh. I think you could just kick, take this game and just give me some more like DLC story you know, like two to three hour things along the road. I think that'd be perfect for this. Cause I don't, I don't think we're going to get another Zelda game for a long, long time, but I think there's a lot here that you can just support with things like that to keep players engaged. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's fun. Like there's a lot of humor in the story, like in the writings of NPCs and characters, it's been fun just collecting the items. I find like the combat isn't quite um, as involved as it could be. Like, you have your typical, like, Zelda, you lock on with the one button, and you can sidestep, and then you can jump away. Just like in Wind Waker, you know, you can hop backwards or hop to the side. And if you time it just right when they attack, you can you can go until it's called, like, a flurry attack mode, where it's just a bunch of consecutive strikes. Um, but I find I don't really hardly ever do any of that. I, like, I just lock on, I dodge their attack, and I just spam the attack button until they die, which... Um, yeah. I mean, there is some precision in dodging, but when I'm fighting like lesser enemies, I just I have a lot of powerful weapons and I just mow them <laughs> Spam. down. Spam, spam the attack button. It, yeah. Now, what is fun is if you're on your glider, you can or in midair, you can pull out your bow and it, it goes into like a bullet time effect, and it's like slow motion. You can get these precise shots to land like critical nice. hits and things like that. That's fun. But um, yeah, it, it's been fun just messing around and. I want to. I want to get. I. I probably will 100% this. I probably will get as much as I can, and then probably beat the game. But then I'll probably go back and look at a guide, and I'll find all the shrines and all the Korok seeds and all that stuff before I, before I'm ultimately done with it. It's. It's just been a fun, a fun time sink, and that's that's been the only game um, we watched. Um, Finding Dory. Finally, um, that's on Netflix. Uh, was enjoyable. Was really entertaining. Nah, I don't think I liked it as much as the original. Um, but it was still, it was still a good film. Kind of weird how the pacing, it kind of like just jumps right into the main chase of the movie and then it's off, but there's some good characters and I like the, like the actors that they had that were doing the voice acting was really good. I mean, um, so it was really enjoyable watch. I'd give it a four, you know, four out of five. Um, and then we watched Rush. Uh, I believe it's called Beyond the Lighted Stage, which is a documentary. It's on Netflix. Came out in 2010. And it was just awesome. I, I'm not too familiar with a whole lot of, you know, I'm familiar with Rush's music, but I wasn't too familiar with, you know, the backstory of Rush. So um, it was great to kind of learn how they came together and what they've always been about, and especially as, as long as they've been doing it. I mean, let's face it, what what really brought Rush into our mindsets? I love you, man. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> so um, Jessica's, you know, Jess watched all this with me, and her quick take was that, what she really appreciated is that they were a band that was really, they were like about the music. That's why they did this. They wouldn't do it for the, for women or for the party lifestyle. They're always about the music first. And like we were watching it and it talks about when they were on tour with kiss and she was like, Oh, here we go. Now we're going to do it. But like Gene Simmons is, they have you know interview with Gene Simmons. He's like, these guys would be, you know, there's, they're, they're at this, uh, the hotel and it's got all these women and beautiful women. And these guys are in bed by like 11 o'clock in their rooms you know and he's like what the hell's wrong with these guys it's because they're um, canadian <laughs> so but that was like that's what they did you know they didn't they weren't you know they didn't 
weren't into substance abuse, things like that. They were just always about making, especially early in the career, let's make these 20-minute songs that are yeah epic and tell these crazy rocking. stories that nobody understands. But um, And they've got crazy loyal fans, and uh, it was just cool. It was really, I, it was really cool, like rock, rock doc, you know? Yeah. Um, and the last thing is because I've seen it on – my suggested and hearing that oh we did watch um before i do it we did watch finish off season two i mean excuse, season three of the killing so we're on to the final season the last Ooh. season and uh i do have to say immediately like season four was like the first one that was like strictly netflix and you can tell netflix is like well we got to edgy this up because now mm-hmm. it's on not on cable tv it's like well we got f-bombs all the time yeah. and like the characters now are like crippling dark arcs like one person one character is got is struggling with the he was he was already an addict previously now he's falling back down to the substance <laughs> abuse trail and this other character's got this dark spiral everyone's <laughs> getting dark and everyone's swearing all the time i was like oh okay so there's only six episodes so we've already watched three so we're almost Whoa. we're on episode four so we only got three left so we're almost done with the killing forever but the last thing because i saw it on my my netflix and i've, I've been curious about it and the, yes i did it ultimate Beastmaster, yeah, which is basically uh, Ninja Warrior Netflix style. It was produced by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, it's got Terry Crews is doing one of the uh, commentary. It was one of the commentators for it, and uh, basically the premise: they got this giant setup called the Beast. Uh, there's four four levels, so they start off with twelve competitors. There's there's ten episodes, so the, for the fir- each of the first nine episodes, they start out with twelve competitors, two from each country: um, Japan, South Korea. USA, Brazil, Brazil, Germany, and one more nation. Um, Spain? Who am I missing? I said Japan, United States. Bulgaria. South America, Germany. I mean, South Korea. I don't remember. There's a sixth nation here, and I can't. It's, oh, uh, Mexico. Mexico. I thought it was Mexico when I said Spain, but I was like... Uh, yeah, so they each have sent two competitors, so and it goes in levels. So the first level has, of course, so many obstacles, and they get so many points for completing each obstacle, and then throughout each level, each stage, there'll be what they call point thrusters, and if they hit that, it's bonus points. God. Worst name, point yep. thruster. I don't get it. So, Not a booster. It's a thruster. Yeah. And your points are cumulative. So, um, so at the end of the first level... Uh, how many they, they eliminate four competitors so the next eight advance end of level two five advance and then they get down at the end of level uh, end of level three only the two competitors advance and they go head to head in this final competition which um, and then the winner of that it goes they win ten thousand dollars and then they go or and then they go on to be one of the nine competitors to compete for the title of ultimate beastmaster and i think it's like fifty thousand dollars is what they win so Dang. it's been interesting because my my only like it's hit like it's kind of i don't think there's any rules but it's, uh, there's been a mix of, of women compet- female competitors in this too and nothing to take away from take it away from them at all but it the course is you know it's not tailored to one gender or another but i mean these challenges are going to be much physically tougher for for them than for their male counterparts like one example i think it's in the 
I've seen a couple women make it to the second stage. I haven't seen any of them make it past the second stage because the first, the first obstacle, they're climbing up a series of platforms. So they have to jump, jump to this one platform and then jump to a higher platform and they're pulling themselves up. And eventually like the, the, the farthest span, I think it's like an eight foot distance. So you're going to have to jump up and grab and then pull yourself up this eight foot gap. And then if they make, or there's a section where they're called, they're like these hanging, they look like Tesla coils that are upside down. And they're jumping, yeah. jumping across those. And that one, one that gets across, it gets to a point they're like ten feet apart, and you're having to do like a, a double foot, le- double footed like bunny hop to cross that gap. And it's just, it's not, it's not possible. But it's so that's that's the only one unfortunate thing because I don't see how that. Not, I don't want to sound sexist or make it sound like you know, it, it just, it's just, it's going to be more difficult for them. And not to say that they can have a, and if you take that into respect, like, you know, Ninja Warrior has like, they have that, the whole female, like at least not uh, the American Ninja Warrior, but the original Ninja Warrior had a a female tailored competition and they, they like dumbed it down way too much. And it was like, I think it could have been, they made it like much easier than it should have been. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's difficult because I want to see them succeed, but it's like, I, it, it, you, you can't, it's you can't make it like an even like the way these challenges are the, the playing field isn't isn't even you know yeah i don't but um it's it's i don't know we've watched four or five episodes of it i don't know it's like dumb it's like dumb fun <clears throat> yeah you know? yeah i've i've watched one we i love terry cruz so. episodes uh, you forgot the best part though, and that's the name of the freaking obstacles. <laughs> They're so dumb. The well, jawbreaker. Like, yeah, mother well, named, tongue. Like, named like they're actually climbing through this beast, so they have like the spinal, the nerve system, spinal like, ascent, spinal and, descent, stomach. And if they turn. fall, they call it the water that you can fall in the bottom. That's the blood, blood. of the beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they have like energy coils is the name of the the obstacle that you were talking about. I'm like, where where in my dog are the energy coils? <laughs> where in me are the energy coils? Uh, Horrible. Or but, the face but, plant. The face plant. The announcers are the best part, especially the South Korean ones, because they get like yeah. the guy was like he was like crying. He was so happy like when their their guy was like successful and then when they're they like, lost he's like so devastated. They're like anime characters. <laughs> yes, yeah, they really are. And then like the, in like of course the the one the one Japanese competitor lost he was all like oh for all of you that believe so much in me I am so sorry and if I have the chance to try again I will do so and it's like <laughs> I, I I'm like there's no way people don't talk like that I'm wondering like, is this translation like what is the deal here the best part though there's in level three they have this um, obstacle called the ejector and it's basically like a treadmill that's going out and then they have to launch off of that and grab like this rope to slide oh, on. Oh yeah. Yep. And so many people like stumble when they first jump down onto that that platform that they're stumbling and they lose focus and they misjudge where they're jumping off of. So that's the most funniest thing to see somebody on this treadmill basically and then all of a sudden they just go whoop off the end or they do, so when they go to jump they're already in the air and you see their legs like kick out like oh no they're going down and i laugh i laugh many times they went down in the blood the blood of the beast and uh that's gonna do it for what you playing that's gonna do it from me well there you go very good very good very good it was good to not have um so much and so you know playing this again 
awesome knots and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah see as you can see finding dory and rush were like after watching a bunch of show, like we watched a bunch of shows about murder all the time, yeah. we're like we we need something a little lighthearted. So, uh. got to change it up sometimes. Speaking of changing it up, should we do an OC remix and let the the wheel of fate decide? Or I I don't think we have a choice. We don't have a choice. No, that's true. They do they do um, sponsor the show. Oh no! Here, just a second. I. Uh, I have my sound muted so things don't come through. Now you'll get the clickies. You gotta know that it's really spinning. It's gotta be a legitimate spin. Spin it, spin it, spin it. You can win it, win it, win it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the number that has popped up, Jason, is uh, Mambo number nine. And that is Pokemon Red version, The Climb Above. Ooh. By Sentient Pulse. The red version, red version, man. That's uh, that's back in my. That was like the one game that I bought of Pokemon when I thought I'd be inter- interested in such things because all my friends were doing it. So obviously, I have to like, I have to like it too, right? Yes, you do. I gotta you catch to. all fifty-one Pokemon, fifty fifty-one Pokemans. I don't remember. Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're going to like this, Jason, because the terms are described as aggressive, chiptune, dubstep, electronic, suspenseful, and synth. Perfect. The song song emulates Victra Road. Oh, our remixer is, again, Sentient Pulse. It is called The Climb Above. It's from Pokemon Red Version. And if you like this remix, you can find it in many, many, many more at ocremix.org.
All right, that was Overclocked Remix. Reminder, if you like that remix, go back and listen to uh, the episode from years and years ago with Larry Oji from uh, Community Manager for Overclocked Remix. It's a great listen. You'll want to revisit it and hear all about it. And you can jam out to Overclocked Remix while you're listening to us talk about Overclocked Remix. Uh, Once again, you see we do not have a dig discussion, but it is an update. It has been brought to my attention that Lucas did accomplished that devilish puzzle i did last episode i did it was a so real humdinger uh but i i was able to restore power uh to the upper levels and that door did open and so once i got to that point i i uh i stopped and we will continue on our journey now that we were both at the same spot right we might finish this game someday this is about the typical amount of time it takes me to finish anything, it seems like. <laughs> um, reminder, next week will be Netflix-ation, and we are watching Begin Again. A, is it a heartfelt coming-of-age rom-com? I don't, I don't know. I think, there are, they already came, I think they already came to age, but it will inspire you to dream. Dream big. Dream bigger. Hashtag big dreams. My dog has invaded the podcast studio. He hasn't barked he's, yet, so I didn't He's upset know. with me because the space heater isn't on, so let me... Oh, my. I'll turn it on for him because he likes to sit in front of the space heater. Um, well, then, <laughs> shall we just... Grab the bag? community grab bag and, and wrap the show up for the day. Sure. That's the equivalent of dropping the bass. <laughs> we should, um... I would like to have our old music make a, a return. Which old music? The, all well, the, the other stuff the newer, we had? Yeah, the other stuff that you don't have. Yeah, on I, need like, to, I need to collect that. I love, I love Magic Flea as much as the next guy, but... Well, it's almost over. That's the problem. That's the problem with it innately. Is that yeah. it's about it's always over. two minutes long. Well, don't worry. We got enough to, f- to fit in that timeline. So, uh, grab bag. We have a message. So, uh, just a couple messages to share. Uh, Mr. Sean Capri writes and says, "Do you think the remedy for a spunk attack is the same as a skunk attack?" And he provided us a nice link. Let's see. From sciencebuddies.org. Um, time required is six to ten days. You don't have any prerequisites for this. Um, and this science project requires purchasing bottled skunk scent. Do not use a live <laughs> skunk. Uh, average cost of forty to eighty dollars. Safety: Skunk odor has a very strong smell that causes nausea and vomiting. This project must be done in a well-ventilated outdoor area. So you're basically going to figure out how to get rid of that skunk smell. Um, Lucas, I have a feeling you might have a, a lot of experience with getting rid of spunk attacks. Um, well, I was going to ask, can I? do I have to buy spunk or can I just provide my own? Because I already have some, actually. I'll, I can donate you some. Oh, uh, gosh. I'll hand deliver it. It's not bottled. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate you. You really are becoming a dad. It's true. You're starting to make horrible dad jokes. <laughs> um... Well, you know, I always figured I would ask somebody in the in the a real um, professional in this area. You would have to ask a bukake artist, right? Because they would be. If anyone knows how to get spunk out of clothes or skin pores, Scotty Bukake. <laughs> you would ask them. Uh, um, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yes. Oh. I'm I would say just yes. Yeah, rub some tomato juice on there. 
and you should oh, be good. God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, our last comment this week comes from Mr. Josh Bones. Glad to hear you guys love the movie. Winky face, kissy face, hashtag butts. <laughs> I bet that hashtag is not something that you want to investigate well, at all. Well, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Me too. Hashtag butts. butts. Search. Let's see what we get. Oh, no butts, surprisingly. Oh, okay. Top cotton. Do you want to read the top tweet? Do you get the one from 22 minutes ago? No, I, mu- I must not be looking at the right. I clicked on the link, which took me to Twitter. Hashtag oh. butts. Oh, I just did a Twitter search search for hashtag butts. I'm not going to say the whole oh, thing. Oh, 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 oh. I was uh, on top. You? I was on top hashtags, not latest. Now <laughs> I see. Yeah. Old dick in the booty ass racially explicit comment (laughs) (laughs) Um, double hashtag butts for some reason and then this guy this guy this guy uses the butts hashtag a lot yeah oh gosh yeah he's in there okay there's a butt oh that's that's penetration yeah that's a porn gif right there on i didn't even know that could happen on twitter i i well yeah i <laughs> hey and look at hey there, there's josh josh comes up in the feed four hours ago horizon zero dawn i like anybody uh, else who's for some reason uses twitter for finding pornography like at the top there they come across a horizon zero dawn screenshot and they're like what? okay what that's the best thing to use this hashtag that guy that guy comes up this titty kita phrases that the account comes up all the time it's like a robot for Suck butts. my scrotum. Hashtag, hashtag butts. Um, boy, I never... I, oh, there's that same... Oh, there's a, there's another porn gif. Porn, porn, and another one under that. All coming from uh, www.69s.info. You know how many websites you want to you wanna go to that aren't .com or .net or .org? No, they're .info. Oh, there's another Josh Bones. One day ago, back this year ago, just showed up this week. Can't wait to play. Hashtag butts. Josh, I need to know the story about your hashtag butts. Like, I, I, I just need to know. I don't get it. It's a but very strange. As a, as a butt man myself, it's a strange fascination. I kind of wish we never would have searched that hashtag ever. I can't <laughs> stop looking, I'm, I'm, especially <laughs> titty, tidy, keto phrases or whatever. Can I smell your... Uh, I can't even say that. <laughs> okay, closing. All things are closing. Woo. And just like that, like the closing of the Twitter and hashtag butts, this podcast <laughs> has come to a close. So it's true. We, th- we thank you for listening to our nonsense. As always, if you want to find us on the internet, we are at uh, on Twitter at JW Lacey and at Heavy Metal Riff, respectively. Uh, we've got a website, fluxdepose.com. You can find this podcast already, I'm sure, on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we're on Google Play, and we have, you know, the feed that you can subscribe to. Um, Battle of the Beer. We have a Valentine's Day episode that came out a few weeks ago. We've got three more in the pipeline ready for you to enjoy. And, uh, hey, I might be back next week, but maybe I'll have a baby. We don't know. So. That's true. Uh, I think a Battle of the Beer hits this Wednesday. Actually. Oh, perfect. So, there you go. By the, if you listen to this on when it comes out or the next day, there should be one for you to enjoy. A new one. He recorded this podcast. You'll never believe what happened next. Oh, gosh. Or we could do a list show. Ten things you never, you thought you knew about podcasting. 
Probably. Uh, probably. So there you have it. That's going to do it. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll drink your milkshake, and we'll see you next time. Flux to closed. Goodbye. <laughs> Hashtag butts.